Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, a weekly discussion about the National Hockey League's Boston Bruins, affiliated minor teams, and prospects of tomorrow's stars. Or fights to keep it in, does, has it in the corner to Sanderson, back in front door, shot, score! There are three ways you can support the show. We are available on Apple iTunes, SoundCloud.com, and on TheHockeyWriters.com, located in the podcast channel of the website. Now here's your hosts, Mark Allred and Rob Tomlin. Hello, Bruins fans. I'm Mark, and welcome back for episode 55 of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, brought to you by Beast from the Northeast Sports Clothing Company. If you're in the market for some one-of-a-kind Boston sports designs, please go to NortheastBeast.com and enter special Listener promo code black and gold for fifteen percent off future orders. Gentlemen, how we doing? I'm good, buddy. Are I'm we well? Are we are we okay with the loss in the playoffs and and looking forward to the future, or is this a time that is emotional for you both? Because for me personally. I'm happy with what happened. I didn't even actually predict the Bruins to make the playoffs, so this is like bonus hockey for me. I'm curious on how you guys feel. Uh, I'm I'm happy on one side that we got to see playoff hockey this year. Uh, I'm a bit bummed out on the other side that a couple of things that went on that we'll probably talk about later on in the episode. But um, all in all, it's it's a good year to like finally make it back into the playoffs because not having a high round draft pick isn't that bad this year because there's no one really out there that we need. So it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm 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 all along the boat with them. I'm happy they made the playoffs. I know, you know, there's a lot of Bruins fans out there gonna be like, you guys should be so pissed off. Well, 
you know what? There's no reason to be pissed off. I saw a lot of things to be hopeful for. Like, it sucked. I, I look at it this way. We made the playoffs, and I really do feel if we had a full roster, and we all know we didn't, um, we would have beat the Ottawa Senators. But we also got to see Charlie McAvoy, which as much as I, I hadn't seen him too much and I didn't want to hype him, man, he looked good. So it, it really made me excited for the future. So, yeah, it was it, it, all positives. Um, it's just it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I remember talking to Rob uh, in the beginning of the season before court came along that, I mean, the goal right now was to make the playoffs. And that goal was definitely reached. Now, what I want to see is I want to see this team. And I believe this is the critical year for Don Sweeney. This is a make or break year for him to really put forth an effort to really not expend a lot of assets, which I mean, which, you know, if you guys want to understand what I'm saying, is a lot of the talent that's in the development stages of hockey right now. Don't put them on the pedestal to search for the next guy that's going to make way too much money and carry a heavy cap hit, but rebuild properly. This is a positive step for the playoffs, and if he does everything right and re-signs the right players, gets rid of the right players, I think that this could be a year that an even more step in the playoffs, a second-round appearance, could be made. Yeah. And like you said, when when it comes to the end of the season, and especially hitting free agency, the only thing I definitely want to see him do is sign some guys down for Providence. That's it. Like, don't bring anyone in for the, the Bruins roster. There's Go young. We've got yeah. the guys coming up. Don't why spend money? It's like people have been asking me for a long time what are my thoughts on bringing back Drew Stafford and bringing back John Michael Lyles. And I've said the same thing every time. Why, when we have younger, better players in the system? It's time time to go young now while the kids are young, while we've yeah. got those generational and, talent. And while we have some of the core still with Bergeron and Marshawn and I would love to start a please don't sign Shattenkirk right now because uh, if, if if any if, if what he's doing in Washington is what he's going to do here, um, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Plus, after seeing McAvoy, I really, really, really feel that Sweeney isn't even going to think about bringing in a costly defenseman that's going to kill Cap. I, I just I really hope he's smart, like Mark was saying, and make a breaking year to either trade Jimmy Hayes, buy him out. There's, there's option one. Just just make him go away. Um, trade Bolesky, please. Uh, it's just because we have a guy like Achari that plays better, plain and simple. So we have these kids that have been you know, down in Providence who were playing for Cassidy before that uh, he trusts that can be in the lineup now. Plus we have an influx of young talent that, like you know, at the beginning of last year, no one thought Carlo was going to make the team. So who's going to be that kid this year? There might be a kid this year. And 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 Vitrano shows flashes of greatness. Well, what happens if he gets more ice time and doesn't get hurt and and gets consistent line mates and, and Krejci has a consistent line mate with Pasternak all year? What if then? Because right now I look at it, the only thing I took from the playoffs that frustrated me, and I, I sent Mark a message the other day about it, I really think we would have beat the Rangers. With a full roster, we would have played to see that goes on the Stanley Cup. Unfortunately, that's how weak 
it was for us to make it in. That's why I think the, all everybody had the such good chances when they showed show Boston in the playoffs until all the injuries happened because we could have beat Ottawa. I think we would have beat the Rangers because Lundqvist, the you know the ten million dollar goalie, looks really bad. Um, we would have played Pittsburgh because sorry Washington. Um, if we would have played Pittsburgh to see who goes on to the Stanley Cup, I so, really do think. So you think they would have gone that far it, with a healthy Bruins team? Yeah. You were thinking yes. conference finals. Yeah, especially when I looked at who we had to play. So I really thought we could beat Ottawa. And with our defense, if we had defense, and I know we had McAvoy, and I know we had these guys come up and and Kevin Miller and all these guys step up to play a better game, I really do feel if we had the full roster, we would beat Ottawa. All right, And I really do think that our team was good enough to beat the Rangers. The Rangers had no... Yeah. Uh, let me put you on the let me put you on a pedestal for right now, okay? And, oh wow. And, pedestal. And I know, I know, and it's because he's a new guy, and I can pick on yeah. you a little bit. Yeah, it's fine. You can do what you got to do. But with this lineup, okay, and what you just said, do you think it's structured to go into a second round expectations next season? No, it was just the way it lined up this year that you would have played. Uh, Ottawa, and then you would have played the Rangers. Okay, it, it just it it lucked out. It's two teams we should have beat. Yep. Um, we match up well with the Rangers. Um, in any other know, scenario, I, it, it's different. It was, exactly. It's okay. Just a scenario. It was like a perfect storm this yep. year. And when I saw the playoffs start out, and we lost Krug, I was like, oh no. And then we lose Carlo. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Right. Because no, the intangible like, oh, sucked. I understand that, but mm-hmm. no, more or less, I was just trying to uh, feel you out on how. No, no. Just, just a perfect storm. Okay. It just, it's one of those things. I picked Pittsburgh to win the cup, um, at, at the very beginning of the season, and then right before the playoffs. So they didn't lose any of their players. I don't <clears> think <throat> would have beat Pittsburgh, but uh, it's just one of those things. We could have went far for just because the other two teams aren't that strong, and uh, it's showing because Ottawa is could beat the Rangers, and the Rangers aren't that strong. They had a good season, but they're they're terrible in the playoffs. Right. And we're forgetting one major um, injury that's happened all season long that we found out about after the playoffs. Bergeron. That's Bergeron with a sports hernia yep. for the entire season. Yep. Well, that just... Like, and apparently, I, it happened in, like, game five. Right. Like, and that's I crazy. Think, and I think it's funny because I'm pretty sure almost every week we all said, I wonder what's wrong with Bergeron. I we did say that. We did say that um, even before, court when you came on to the show... Mm-hmm. We were saying that it's like something's not right with him, and, and it's not—it's not about his face-off value when he's injured because he's still an effective face-off guy, even with Swartonia. Right, right. But to he's, play he's all bad. season and to still skate, to still do what you can do, and still win face-off, which, in my opinion, when you're spread out that far <laughs> in a face-off stance. You're putting a lot of work on where that hernia is. Oh, not even that. You could think about it. Think about it. every time he was in he was in the the slot for the power play. Yeah. Every time he took a shot, yep. he must have hurt every single time he took a shot. Exactly. Yeah, but oh, like we pain. were saying, he he passed a lot more this season. Like he did. playing that bumper position on the power play. Yep. He, he didn't yep. take a lot of shots. He passed it back out to Ryan Spooner, and that is a yep. great indication of an injury to his back because. He, he just didn't want to spin. He didn't want to, like, twist his body. Yep. And it it's come to oh, show now. But 
but the good thing is, with an early exit from the playoffs, a guy like that can have surgery and recuperate yep. for next exactly. season. Exactly, be ready for so. 2017, and, 18. And and we have we have to be all excited for the fact that I, I know some people want Pasternak on that line. Well, we all realize now Pasternak should be with Krejci, Marshawn yeah. with Bergeron. It gives us two lethal lines. You can I, fill in the other side. I believe so too. You know, it, it's not the fact that the kid was potentially in line to get 40 goals. He honestly don't believe he would have gotten that with Marshan and Crazy. No. But uh, but at the same time, no. And if you if you look at it, Bacchus played well. That line of Bacchus, Marshan, yeah. and and Bergeron, except in the playoffs, Bacchus played better than the two of them. Right. Um, which yeah. is great. It actually made me happy that he showed his worth in the playoffs. So, it is what it is. The the best line all season was actually at the beginning of the season when Bergeron was out, and it was. Uh, Backers, Marshan and Pasternak. Yes. I think they scored more consistently than any line we used all season. So that may be an indication for next season. But at the same time, with all this talk of Ryan Spooner, which I'm sure we'll get yeah. onto later on. Um, I thought your segue I, when you even talked about him on the power play. I was like, what's segue? Well, yeah, right. I, I was thinking that um, I, I honestly believe if... Um, JFK isn't ready next year. That David Backus will play that third line center role, and I and think you, it's a mistake. But at the same time, you may see because they've been talking about they need a, a forward who can keep up with the speed of uh, Marshand. What about a guy like Zach Sanishin who brings a hell of a lot of speed to the table? That's uh, that's how I'm thinking. I'm thinking add something up there, move Backus down. Yeah, the only. The only thing about not moving back is down that I was thinking, and I, and I totally understand where you're coming from because it does make sense, but in the playoffs, we could still have, like, say Riley Nash comes back. Say the more Nash we choose, we choose Riley Nash. It is what it is, but I, War played great. He did, but you still have a, you have a chart. We have a lot of centers. You could still, even with JFK not playing next year, still have Bacchus on that top line and still have Nash and Achari as your other yeah. two centers. And you're still having skill. You're, you're having speed. Because, uh, and then you're having toughness. It still works. It's just I have a, I have a hard time putting Bacchus solely because and I hate talking about contract size because you know that I think it's stupid. But I can't have $6 million on the third line. Just, yeah. it's, but it's at the same as as time, the... you, you look at it and you look at the center depth that we actually have and it is ridiculous. You've got yeah. JFK, Hein, and... Uh, like you got like six players playing down in Providence who can all play center spot, yep. but some yeah, of so them play on wing. Jack Becker I mean, even, in the NCAA, he, Tom, yeah. um, Frederick, Cameron yeah. Hughes. I mean, the list goes on and on. Even DeBrusca's played center at times. Yep, yep, he's a versatile um, uh, in the yeah. middle and on the left side. Yeah. So, but I just, uh, I'm sure I just we'll get. I like that. I'm sure we'll get onto lineup. Uh, what are predicted yeah, yeah. lineups later on in the show, but it is a uh, like like you said, six million dollars on the third line. Can you really can you really say, oh yeah, a that's a good idea? But yeah, and, and you know who are you know who the owners are? You really think that's going to happen? Six million dollars on third line? Yeah, and especially if it's limited minutes. Yeah, he, yeah. I, I know at the at the end of the season he was playing kind of equal minutes to every line, but. Um, yeah. Which which I was really surprised at because you saw some of the younger guys take 
defensive face-offs. Well, actually, which is, if you look, Achari was one of the, the higher-minute guys. Yeah. That, it was crazy. Um, I know they, they trusted that fourth line to take a lot of defensive draws at the end of last year. And uh, that's a good sign because... Well, you have, you have three sentiments on the Yeah, and it takes the weight away from Bergeron because if he's always starting in defensive zone, he's not going to be putting up offensive numbers. So... Well, um, we definitely got to touch on the Ottawa playoff series. and uh, Real quick, um, like I said, it's very exciting that the team got back in the playoffs after an, uh, a two-year exit and a depressing two years, to say the least. But um, there's definitely things that have to be done over the offseason to address the needs of what happened in this series. Um, I believe defensively and offensively, there were many, many, many breakdowns and exposures that Ottawa took advantage of. Um, And they played that 1-3-1 system really freaking good. So, you know, I I really want to see the defense get younger. But after seeing... What I saw in that first round playoff series, I'm not really too sure about that now because this could be something that is seen from other teams in the NHL, not just Ottawa. Any thoughts? Well, well you're losing. Yeah, well, you're losing your two biggest minute crunchers besides Chara. Besides the injuries, I'm and sorry. Then, um, you know what I mean? I should have said besides the injuries, but... But talking about the defense, we have to mention it because... You have a factor of Adam McQuaid, who in the playoffs is always a beast. Yes, he can be injured, and the guy's like a pane of glass, but still, in the playoffs, he's a beast. And then you have Tory Krug, who himself as well, somehow pulls it, pulls it out of his butt every playoffs, and it was having a career year. Yep. Tory Krug, missing Tory Krug was huge. Our power play looked lost out there without him. It no, showed I... how much he is to the power play. They look lost without Tory Krug. It looked like they were just, every game, they were trying to figure out who's in charge on the power play when... It used to be Tory Krug's in charge. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. You can catch our show on the Hockey Writers Podcast channel, available at thehockeywriters.com. And it just couldn't be that anywhere. And then if you remember, Krejci used to be in charge of the second unit, but because Krug's gone, Krejci's on the first unit. So right. it just threw everything off, all playoffs. No, that's a great point. They had no flow, no flow with the power play. There's just, there just zero flow. So for the defensive breakdowns, yeah, they're there, but like you know, we have Joe Morrow and John Michael Lyles out there, and Tommy Cross played a game for God's sakes. Like that's that's has to say it all right there. But in the forwards, you're right, Mark. The fact that Brad Marchand was invisible, I don't care that he scored a goal; he's still invisible. He did not step it up at all. Pasternak played well some games, but then was invisible others. Krejci was obviously injured when he's usually a playoff beast. Um, Bolesky, who is brought on the team for his playoffs. Even when he got a chance to play, might as well just sat up on the bench. Um, there was a lot of head scratching, I'll yeah. call it, for players that, yeah, like Marshan should have stepped up. He he wasn't there. We now know Bergeron was hurt. Krejci was yeah. hurt. So you give those. You definitely think the guy that's going to score forty freaking goals during the regular season is going to be there during the playoffs. That's his, that would be his glory time. But like you said, he was invincible. Got that one goal, but. 
You need more from this team. In my opinion, the, the leadership's got to step up, especially in times like this. You did make the playoffs. You reached the season goal. Now it's time to get these guys freaking amped up and ready. A lot of the times I thought that the, the leadership should have stood up for when the stupid penalties happened. That's just my it thought, seemed that, Yeah, well, it seemed that the, the two people that I did see being vocal, and I was happy to see it, one was Bacchus. Um, I'm sure we all noticed because they panned over to him. He was being vocal on the bench, and Chara was being vocal. But I think it got to the point that you have too many guys that you have a guy like John Michael Lyles, for example, in and out of the lineup all year. Yeah, he was with the team and traveling with the team, but he's not part of the team. And yeah. when you're in the playoffs, gelling and being a team is everything. But when you have a guy who's like, Everybody knows he's not going to be here next year. It, it doesn't help when you have those type of players in the lineup. It it, it can't help people. Oh, that makes it can only sense. it can only it can only detract from it. You Tommy Cross is in the lineup and they're like, oh, charity. Like the guy should never have been there in the first place. Oh, that proved it because it, that's Cassidy's guy. That's Cassidy's guy since he was been down in Providence and he owed him a solid. I guarantee it. I also think that was another voice on the bench because if you look at providence tommy cross brings a big vocal effort from the bench absolutely you're absolutely right rob yeah and that was not a captain for nothing he's not a captain for nothing that was a leadership thing definitely with him coming up but unfortunately the guys on the burns bench are not going to listen to tommy cross right the only people that are would be vetrano or anybody's played for him but the the experienced guys like the bergerons of the world they're going to look at him like so why are you talking? You know, you know what you know what pissed me off this this series really pissed me off. Um, when it got to game three, game four, I would have brought up guys like Heinen, guys like DeBrusque, give him some playoff experience. If if you know you're hurt and you're gonna you're still getting battered, like when we started losing defensemen at the beginning, they should have brought these guys up, played them limited minutes, maybe third line. Bringing guys like Boleski in, who you know have been invisible during the regular season, they're not going to come back and do anything. Like, yep. this is the time. If you're going to go young next year, sh- show some faith. Like, bring a guy like DeBrusco up. Go right. We want. We want us to. Uh, we want to see what you got. What you're going to bring next year. Show us. Oh, you certainly. Because certainly showing look, stuff. Yeah, if you look at the scoring from the Bruins during this series. How many players scored that were AHL players for the Providence Bruins? Not like, much. Well, three. It, isn't this isn't the stat on the only one player had two goals in Pasternak? Everybody, every other goal was by a different guy. Mm. No. Had this um, oh well, no, Stafford got two, right? Yeah, but also, oh, what's his name? Oh Jesus, what's his name? Got two goals. Uh, Achari. Curley. No, Curley. Curley Corrali. Yes, yeah, Curley. Uh, there's another sentiment. I mean, I, I'd have just, I'd have gone young. Guys like Bolesky, Hayes, thank God, didn't make the lineup during the playoffs. I would have smashed my TV. Um, it, it, it was just annoying to me. And you got a guy like Matt Grizzlick down in Providence, who's a very similar player to Tory Krug. He could have brought some offense from the blue line instead of bringing Tommy Cross up. Yep. There's options down there. I know we we've been saying all year it's there's thin options down there. But even Alex Grant, 
Yeah, he's I mean, a huge offensive defenseman, man. And, and yeah. he was he was my shoe in for a call up if needed, but you know, get it. yeah. Well, I I still think that it's because of the Cassidy Cross uh, relationship yeah, connection. Yeah, you know what I mean. He was down there a, a lot of the time that Tommy was in a leadership role, and yeah. Cassidy saw that. And um, Alice Grant, it's only been with the AHL Bruins for one year. And Cassidy wasn't coach of the Bruins that, last yeah. year. So, it, you know, I think that had a, also, a huge part about it. Can you, not, can you not remember earlier on in the year when I said, oh, it might be a good idea to sign um, Matt Bartowski to a two-way deal? <laughs> I do remember yeah. that. God, did I hate it, but I do remember it. <laughs> that would have been a good time to have Matt, Matt Bartowski down in Providence yeah, but... on a two-way deal. Because he would have been better than a guy like uh, anyone from Providence. I think he would have been better than. Right. Who would have saw us having four defensemen go down? Who would have oh, saw Oh, no. But, but at the same time, this is why if you've got a good GM, a good GM, make sure you have reliable backups down in okay. like your AHL. He was, if, if, we had, if you think about it, Colin Miller even being in the lineup wasn't a regular defenseman near the end of the year. So yeah. if you think about it, we had Joe Morrow, Colin Millo, John Michael Lyles. Not non, not three of them were regular defensemen. No. So the only yeah. regular defenseman in the lineup you had was Kevin Miller and Sudano Charles. It's your top six. Who's it? Yeah. I it think was terrible. The the thing so those I, guys I that think... were playing, Rob, were the, the backups. If yeah. if you only lost two defensemen, it would be okay. But the problem was you lost Tori Krug. As much as people want to bash the guy, losing him was huge. Yeah, huge. But, yeah, that back end. Yeah. Next year, I I think they've got to do it a bit different. I think they should. I I know Peter Mueller was signed, uh, but he was only signed to an AHL deal. One year. But I would like to see them. Yeah, I'd like to see them bring in a couple of guys down in Providence that are going to play down there that can fill in for injuries in case anything like this happens again. Agreed. Not even that. They, they're probably going to have to. Like we, I'm sure everybody's seen the highlights. You saw DeBrusque's shorthanded goal last night. Oh, I'm pretty, sure the, kid, I'm so pretty sure the kid's going to have a good shot. He's going to have a good shot to make this club next year. So, okay, so say he does. Say we do sign Bjork, and they've already pretty much guaranteed Bjork's second line with Krejci and Pasta. So that, they're going to have to put stuff people in Providence because we don't have enough people for the roster. Yeah, but you've also got guys like Sinitian um, coming in. Yeah, and then I, got... I don't. I think I think Sinitian should have a year down in. in yeah, that's what I mean. But he'll go. He'll go to Providence bigger. and fill the brush. He'll fill his spot. But he's a tiny but, little. At the same time, I expect them to make some college free agent signings as well. I'm actually very surprised. And great segue, Rob. I'm actually very surprised that they didn't make a big splash on a lot of free agents. After the NCAA men's hockey season was over this year, they yeah. didn't. I, I, and, and, and I want to say that they believe in the development core that they have right now, which which, so. which doesn't mean that they're not going to make a huge splash next year to replenish a lot of areas of need. But I was very surprised after the Zarnix, the, the Vetranos, and the Achari kind of thing for the last two or three years. That they didn't, they didn't really go after anybody, and and, and kind of weird that you know that Austin Reese, um, and uh, the Vichoni kid from uh, Union, 
you know, the, they were all players that were pretty much destined locally, uh, air quotes, locally to be kind of on the Bruins' radar, but you didn't hear anything about them ever being talked to about well, the Bruins. Well, I think I think their number one priority, and this is just me spitballing here, is their number one priority was McAvoy and JFK. Once that was done, then they probably started looking, but by that time, maybe it was too late, and I 100% agree with Sweeney. If that was his number one priority, you're damn right that should have been his number one no, priority. Who cares no, about these other kids? No, I... I of course, I do understand what you what you where you're going with that, but my thing is, it's like always replenishing your prospect um, depth. I mean, yeah. there, there could have been I, signings I, I, that were made that. without. Okay, all right. I, I just want to make. I just. I, there could have been signings made this year to to mm-hmm. keep that fucking depth going. Did I just swear? Okay. Yes, you did. You I'm sorry. Sorry. If it makes you feel any better, probably people couldn't understand it. So, I will okay. put a uh, a dollar in the Patreon jar. Um, <laughs> okay. My it, it's it's weird that they didn't sign anybody this year, but it's also weird that they didn't sign any Canadian juniors, or I'm sorry, draft any. So I'm I'm okay, not sure. So I'm not sure that's, where that's this where I was go. this whole thing is going well, with the replenishing of the core. Well, if you do remember, there was the one year where we had the four first-round draft picks. Right. Um, yeah. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of prospects for your pool because a lot of times your your seventh rounders, they and six rounders don't really go far. I I really hope the fact that we didn't sign any college players, we started, we will draft some Canadian juniors because me being Canadian, maybe I'm I'm impartial. But uh, last year I was like, I watched the draft and I was like, wow, okay, I see, I see. I guess uh, the the biggest pool of the best players in the world who aren't good enough and we're just gonna we're gonna go with the second biggest pool all right let's 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 do that i was a little confused but uh hopefully um they can take some kids from the uh the ontario hockey league or the western hockey league so i can actually watch them in the offseason <laughs> um i i was a little confused hey what do i know i'm not a gm in the nhl but i pretty sure if we look at the hall of fame in the nhl the Hockey Hall of Fame. I'm gonna say about eighty percent of them are from the uh, the Ontario Hockey League. Just just a shot in the dark. Right. So, anyways. But, but if you look over the past three four years, big change. Uh, times mm-hmm. are changing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what? Okay. The, uh, Explain the college Cause, cause development. Have... College development okay. levels are definitely stepping up in the Amer- in America, and it is they... becoming more of a hockey. And 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 believe they, they are. Hold on, I'll, I'll give it to you. They are, but I, I read an article that that disproves it. Um, they are, but at the same time, the the OHL and the the, the CHL, the Canadian Hockey League, still produces the number one talent. Oh. Europe is better, produces more talent than the college. So that's why I was confused. Right, the college is getting better. The, right. the the American players and a friend of mine joked about it. He was like, you know, yeah, those those ex NHLers from Canada that are now living in the U.S., their kids are getting good. <laughs> No, no, that's what it is. You're absolutely right, and I totally agree with you, Court. But I, I believe that it just comes down to the intangible of that agreement that the CHL and the NHL has per CBA. Um, um oh shit, I'm not even sure if it's the CBA, but um, uh, you know, dollar. the 18 to the 20 year olds. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, now it's two bucks. Thanks, guys. No, but the uh, the the age between eighteen and twenty, 
of if you don't make the NHL, you go back to juniors. I think the which is better. No, it is. It's very good for those leagues, and it creates uh, profitability for them, jersey sales, and so on. And I respect that. But I think that the Bruins are like, oh man, we might want to stay away from that and more concentrate on U.S. NCAA prospects that you know, even though they might want to fulfill their collegiate uh, agreements, they still have the option to leave early and become a member of this organization without... Yeah, but, but Rob, the, the, the junior player can has the option at the beginning of the season after the training camp. If he wants to play, he can play. If he makes the team, it's just if he doesn't make the team, the only thing the boss, the Bruins don't get is they can't send him to Providence. They got to send him back to junior. Exactly. But they That's what I'm security, talking about. Security with drafting a junior player is you get to keep him. Uh, unfortunately, with some of these college kids, and it hasn't happened to Boston yet, but it has happened to a couple clubs. These kids can go play wherever they want. Oh. And that's segue into, oh my god, oh yeah, some of the fans are going beezy crazy. Oh, oh the beezy yeah, Kool Aid. Yep. All right, let's uh, do it. Let's touch on it. Might I, as well. Okay, right. I'm gonna kick this off because I have this pretty much nailed down. I've Go for it, brother. Go for people. it, brother. Right. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. You can catch our show on the Hockey Writers Podcast channel, available at thehockeywriters.com. If you look at what's happening recently, you've got the World Juniors that have just gone on that he wanted to go and play in with Anders Bjork. Um, World and then Championship. He also, he also wants to be... World Championship. Yeah, he also wants to be known as an Olympic athlete, which the NHL are refusing to send players to. Um, Thank if God. I was if I was him, I would say, yeah, I want to do another year. I want to do another year at college. I want to go and play in the Olympics. I want to at least try and earn a gold medal, and then I'll go and play for you. Because look at the guys on your roster that have won Olympic gold in Bergeron, Marsh, and there's people well, not even that. There. His Notre Dame is is looking really good to win it all. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But yeah, the guy wants to be a part of something, and he he's proven that when he's gone off to play in the, um, the the juniors now, and then he's going off to play. Well, it's not even the juniors, sorry. But uh, and then he wants to go and play in the Olympics. Let the guy do this, and then come and play for us. If you pester him nonstop all year, he's probably going to turn around and go, "No, I'll go to a different team." Yeah. Well, so, his his coach his coach has already come out and said he has no he's actually happy about the Bruins franchise. He's happy about everything. Like yep. he's he's going to make his decision. But I agree with you, Rob. Like if he has a chance to go play in the Olympics, do it. Represent your country. Like, have fun. Be with your teammates. Yeah. I mean, Cal Peterson yeah, uh, it, is a Buffalo Sabres goaltending prospect, and he's one of Anders Bjork's best friends. Why not go out and have fun? With yeah. with your players that you play with and continue this relationship, I know, right? I, you know, I love I love you guys. I love you listeners and your passionate Bruins fans. But man, why is it every prospect has to sign on the dotted line immediately? And this VC yeah. Kool Aid that everybody's getting drunk on is just like it. It's such a infestation of of negativity. You won't let any player. Do what he wants because he's not signing a professional contract. 
But the best thing now, is... Now, here, here's my devil's advocate on that. If he was a junior hockey player, he would already be signed and still could go do this. Well, he has the option... Just, just he, saying. Because he has the option to play in the NHL. Yep. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah, but well, I'm saying a junior player signed until he actually plays an NHL game, exactly. then his contract yeah. doesn't kick in. I'm just saying they got to change yeah, the that rules is, about the yeah. That's all. That's all well, they got to do. Change the rules. Two funny things that I saw um, in the last week. You guys, I'll be right uh, back. Okay. Someone, someone tweeting about um, will Anders Bjork be on the first line for Sweden? That's probably one of the funniest tweets that I saw. Um, and then. Uh, a lot of people forget that he's a fifth round draft pick and most fans don't even watch past the third round. So, I mean, these guys can come through late. Anders Bjork might not be anything at the NHL level yet, we don't know. He's a good player, but... Hello? 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 Hello, Mark? 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 I'm here. Mark, what happened? Yeah, you, you, you drop Rob. Oh, Rob, oh, Rob drop. Uh, hopefully yeah. he gets you, back on. What'd you go do? I had to okay. use the bathroom. Yeah, so when you left, something happened, and then <laughs> he just typed, okay. I didn't even touch anything. Oops. No, he left. He disappeared. He was he was talking about Bjork. Yeah. I guess we can edit this part out. So what was he talking about? Well, he was saying, um, he was Here oh, he back there. He is. He's back. Yeah. I don't know what happened then. It just kicked me out. Half Sorry, time. I had to use the bathroom real quick, and all of a sudden I come back and I was like, hey, where's Rob? It's all good. <laughs> uh, welcome back, brother. Well, hey, can I ask, did anybody else know why Bjork didn't play? He watched from the bench. Why bring the kid up? I didn't understand. The first game, yeah, the first game he dressed and sat on the bench, which I thought I thought was absolutely ridiculous, but... Um, I don't know. Maybe uh, Jeff Blaschel, coach of uh, Team USA, didn't see anything in practice or pregame skate that made him think that he was ready to play. That's the only thing I could think of. If he's if he's if he was injured, he wouldn't be on the bench. They would have started somebody else. And he had McAvoy in third pairing. It, all I wanted to do was like. Tell that our Facebook friend that was at the tournament with the refs to just walk over and smack him in the back of the head. <laughs> smack Bash on the back. Are you kidding me, buddy? The guy, the McAvoy's playing 20 plus minutes in the what's, playoffs, but he has to be third pair on your team. Come on now. What's that get guy's head, name? Mike Watson? Yeah, something like I can't remember. I believe that's his name, and he, he's part of the um, officiating crew. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty that's cool. Awesome. I thought that was pretty amazing. And definitely, um, if we have any time this summer would love to have him on yeah he's uh it's awesome like some of the pictures he showed the picture with mcavoy yeah know. yeah that's very cool um all right uh just moving on a bit let's um let's talk about some younger players that oh have said things in the past about other coaches but have 
not done anything recently with a new well, coach. William Watson. Yeah. No, I'm talking about Ryan Spooner. No, no, I'm talking about the guy's name. William Watson. Oh, William. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Thank you very much. Are you segueing into Spooner's last days as a Bruin? I was, oh, actually. God. I honestly... People right. I honestly don't think that Ryan Spooner will be a part of the Bruins next season. With the emergence of um, Jakob Vorsbacher Carlson, I, I believe... Hey, guys, this just broke. The NHL is still in negotiations with the IIHF on sending the NHL players to the Olympics in 2018. Oh, really? Still might happen. Just broke. Unbelievable. Just read it. I mean, I want them to go. I want every player to re- represent their own country and so on, but I just don't like the angle that the NHL is going with this I whole thing. So, Didn't want to interrupt, but... No, no, no. Uh, no. Thank you very much, Court. Please, if you ever have breaking news, I'd rather hear you breaking news than break wind. Oh, wow. Jesus. <laughs> Speaking of... Speaking of breaking wind, how about that Ryan Spooner? <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are the best. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I honestly don't think Ryan Spooner is going to be a Bruin um, after the draft. Uh, any thoughts? Um, I don't I see think it. Rob and I discussed this last last podcast when even before the season was over when we we said McAvoy looked really good back on the power play. It kind of made somebody uh, yeah. useful for a trade. It just, it just, he made him obsolete. Um, his, his one caveat that he had all year is we could put him back on the point on the power play, and then McAvoy went back there, and we're like, okay, so who's Ryan Spooner? Although, yeah, did anyone see? Not... Did anyone see the stats that I tweeted today? That, yes, um, yes. Yeah, actually. he has more points per per sixty minutes. Five on five than Nathan McKinnon does, which is yes. I know that's Colorado Avalanche, but still, it's a guy like Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, there's a name. The name speaks for itself. That, that adds trade value, if you ask me. I think uh, I all think... that does is add it. I honestly think he's a good player. I just think the problem is, um, the coach doesn't like him. And it's really hard to come back from that. When your coach coach has no faith in you and he, he sits you in the playoffs. Which which coach? The writing's on the wall. Cassidy sat him in the playoffs. Yeah, but yeah. so now there's two coaches that don't like you. There's a, there's a, exactly. there's a point here. Yeah, but it, is that because um, that Cassidy respects Claude Julian and kind of no. might... And the system, and the system. What he said? No, yeah. if you remember when when Cassidy first took over, he started giving Spoon. If you look, Spooner started getting ice time, and then his yeah. ice time started to diminish with his play. Now I understand the points, but I think um, when you look at the roster and look at the way it's set, Spooner's a good hockey player, but unfortunately he doesn't fit into the system, and it it it's terrible. But and if they can't get a replacement for him, and he's willing to sign a two year at a, a low low cap hit, sure. But unfortunately for him, he's a restricted free agent at the end of the year. And he's going to want at least $4 million a year. And they're going to be like, we already have two jokers that are making that kind of money that don't don't play well. So we're not going to bring another one. It's just not going to work. No, you're absolutely Let's, right. Um, we, we, we've kind of just, like, destroyed that now. Um, <laughs> he's This guy isn't coming back. There's, no. there's no well, I'd way rather he have makes it on the roster next year. I'd, have, I'd rather have more back. Yeah. But... 
just going off that because I know what the fans will want to hear is what would you do with him? Like, how would you trade him and what would you trade him for? I would... Uh, well, Can I go first? 100%. Yeah. Third round draft pick and a conditional. <clears throat> oh, God. Who, Vegas, though? Because then at least it's a decent pick. Anybody. Anybody that's offering a third round because, in my opinion, here we go. We need a goaltender, all right? And I, I hate to just jump right into this before our trade um, extravaganza. I mean, our uh, draft pick extravaganza that we're going to have later on in uh, June. But, Oof. I hey, you got Dan Vladar in the third round. I believe in this draft, goaltenders are going to go a little further than one and two. I believe acquiring, whether it be Spooner or not, acquiring a third round is definitely a priority before the draft this year. Yeah, and and you use that on their own, right? And you use that on a third round pick because uh, the last third round pick, believe it or not, went to acquire the rights or the trade of Zach Ronaldo. Am I right or wrong? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean I to bring it up, I but I think I, I think I just threw up in my mouth. I, I know we're all going to have to watch ourselves after this episode. I understand, but well, that's that's the way it is. I think Rob Rob said earlier in the year, and actually before the season was over, trade him to Edmonton for Reinhardt. Was it Rob? Yeah, a guy who's struggling and a, and a draft pick. Edmonton. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah trade a lower trade a lower round draft pick of ours. So trade like a sixth. And Spooner for Reinhardt in a third. Where Edmonton's yeah. probably going to dump the guy anyways. You still get your third round draft pick, and you get a defense prospect that you know it could. You could get uh, you Hail could get uh, light, yeah, lightning in a bottle. Look at Justin Holy Schultz. Shit. He goes to Pittsburgh and ends up being a good defenseman when Edmonton thought he was a pack Plus, bag of crap. Yeah, and Reinhardt's a former first round pick. Uh, I think second or third overall, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, to the Islanders. Yeah, I'd take that guy. <laughs> in a heartbeat, I would say that guy. Um, I think I just thought that was that's a good, good option. Yeah. You still get uh, your third. Yeah, true. I I have a different way of going, and you guys aren't going to enjoy this. I know both of you are going to say no to this deal, but uh, how do you know this? I I would go out and try and get Nile Yakupov. Oh um, no. Oh, I, I just threw up in my mouth again. Oh no! Listen, I would take, I would get Nalikov, but I'd also get he's he's as 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 high a draft pick as I could. Yeah, I, I think you could. Pick. I think you could get a third third round pick and Nalikov because he's a guy who was benched quite a lot this season. I hate to say it, but the guy would be an the guy would be an upgrade on the right side, but an uncons- inconsistent upgrade. Yeah, but even even with his inconsistency with points, have you seen how fast that guy is? Yeah, he's very fast. Now, there's there's a reason why he was a number one draft pick. Oh, yeah. If you wh- put some wait a minute, was he guy, was he number two? Was he two or one? Whenever when it, he was number one, but whenever okay. you say stuff like that, remember Patrick Stefan Alexander. Uh, no. <laughs> Dave, first round. Two pick, great examples. Two great examples, Court. Or Zach Hamill for the Bruins, or 
<laughs> oh no, but I'm talking about first overall. Dayton, no, I know, yeah, I know. Patrick I'm just talking Stephon about first round pick. Well, Patrick Stefan missed the, the the best breakaway goal ever. Yeah, I know. This... And oh my god, do you guys remember if everything worked out when that if that goal was scored, who the first round draft pick that team would have gotten? No. Oh, you don't. I mentioned this not no. too long ago on the podcast. Wasn't that the Bruins would have got first overall? Yeah. Yeah. Was it because it was the de- it was the because it was the wasn't it the Billy Garen? He didn't want to resign, but there was some kind of contingency that the Bruins get a pick. Yeah, and the Bruins would have got the first overall pick if that goal would have gone in and they'd not the exactly. uh, Oilers out. See, I could be See, wrong. I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. just so that you know what, hey Rob, we wouldn't even have to trade Ryan Spooner for him. You call up St. Louis right now. You're not even the GM, and say, hey, I got a friend over in Boston. He's willing to take him. They'd be like, okay, thank you, have him. Yeah, but don't let him go. But I'd, I'd love to for for one year if you can get rid of like Bolesky and you can get rid of Hayes for one year while these young guys like, develop down in Providence. Just take a take a risk on guys like this. I mean, yeah, but the guys the guys are Russian. Do you know what happens to Russians when they come to this this organization? They oh, get God. shunned and stay down in province, or they're Samson off and you trade them away for nothing. I.e. Kolchov. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. You can catch our show on the Hockey Writers Podcast Channel, available at thehockeywriters.com. Yeah, yeah. Well, Coco get, but I mean, <laughs> I would just, I'd just. Um... If if you could give up something small to get him, I think players like that and players like Reinhardt and guys who aren't getting a chance with the organization that with um, uh, Subban is a perfect example. If he went somewhere else, I think he'd do a lot better. Um, yeah, if he'd be, he'd if be you in can, the coaching organizations. Yeah, <laughs> if you can take a chance on these guys, do. And then if what if one of them hits and you've got three of them, that's still. A good thing. Oh, I, I don't get me wrong. Bring the guy in, put him in a training camp, give him a PTO. If he makes the team, he makes the team. Yeah, yeah. What he's going to do is going to push these rookies to get that 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 spot in camp. Yeah, but I mean, like, Brian Yakupov's is, good. Yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I agree. Yakupov is is a, a good player, good, great skill, just not consistent enough, but. You already have a guy right now that's on the right side, and I'm segueing into Drew Stafford. Do you guys resign him or walk? No, walk. Let if, him go. He's I'm, not going to take a hometown I'm, discount. Not at his age. He wants. If, he wants. He wants security of money and a little bit of term before he actually hangs up. And I don't think that the Bruins should do that. I I, I gotta I gotta think that they gotta give this opportunity. To an entry level deal under a million, just to keep Pasternak happy and other resigns that have to be done over the summer. So, this is the way I look at it: you sign Pasternak. What does he get now? It, I know what does he get? A, we had a guest on. Hold on, we had a guest on that was saying three or four. Now the rumors are already out there that he's he's looking for four five or five. six. Oh, I really, oh, I, oh, yeah. I, I I really think I think I was right when I originally said he was going to get around five. I think the number is going to be five, five, two, five, three. That's what he's going to get 
um, it's going to be a it's it's, it's going to be a four or five year deal. They're going to try and lock him up because it's it's a discount when you think about paying him this much money for a forty goal score. If he scores, Bridge is a bad idea in my opinion. I, yeah, I don't. You you you'll get burned. Montreal Canadiens bridge PK Subban for how many years yeah. until they look like idiots and then traded him and then look like even bigger idiots. So you don't want to do that kind of thing. And if and this is a big if, you you sign Pasternak, you sign all your guys. You you can wait for Stafford because he's he's going to look at other offers regardless. You don't have to sign him on the dotted line right away. You could do if no. You can I know where him, you're going with if, this. If you, if you can get him. Like uh, on a Lee Stempniak deal because I still think Stafford's on the decline. I I know I know that I know that he had a decent playoffs, but I really think his speed is gone. I know he'd look good in a Bruins jersey, and fans, you know, they love they love the underdog and they love the old guy on this team. Yep. Um, but if I can get him for nothing, and I'm talking about under under four at a two year deal, sure. If not, have a nice day. Well, Plain and simple. You were going exactly for, the way I, I was thinking. Is don't overstep your boundaries with a player that you could sign to a PTO. Stepniak yeah. was a great freaking example. He was freaking working out in Boston in September with these guys. And he freaking walked all the way to the freaking um, free agency. No, no. Hey, Rob. The trade that's deadline. Your third F-bomb. That's third me. F-bomb. That's me. Three dollars. Three dollars. Wow. I, I should start charging you for calling me Rob. <laughs> oh, the tides have turned, my friend. Uh, I'm just kidding. You're agreeing with me. Yeah, that's what we do. We're fucking. Fa- oh my god, this Wait. four. Four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Hopefully, our sponsors now. and uh, affiliates uh, don't mind us swearing a little bit. But yeah, if you can sign it for low term and uh, low years, because. Two years is is just enough to bridge the gap of all those kids in Providence that might make it, might not make it, might need great, more time in Providence. Great point. Great point. And if he if he's if he's got if he's under four, his contract is tradable. If he's anything over four, he's a disaster. And regardless of whether how many fans liked him this year, they will be pitchforking this guy by the end of the season. All right. Now there's a good segue to our next conversation. Pitchforks and. Um players and expectations any any feelings on this like rumor that the well it's not a rumor it actually got set by Chara himself saying that he wants to play longer in his career do you guys think Boston is the place for him to do that Well, I don't even know if I want to talk about. How are you, Rob? Because I've seen what Mark's been putting on the internet. I don't even know if we should talk about this one. <laughs> I haven't been See, that bad. Well, there's going to be a few more dollars in the pot by the end of this. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I have had yeah, a couple of beers um, so far. I, I just think, to be honest, it it totally depends on two guys, uh, yeah. Zaboral and Lawson. Mm-hmm. If either of those guys look like they can eat top four minutes. By the end of next season in the AHL, then Chara should be gone. Wow. If they don't look like they'll even crack the bottom line, keep him for one more year, but nothing more. If you sign him to four years, I will come to Boston and okay. get paid. 
here's here's my now here's he my weird take, feeling he will about take a home down this time. Yeah, but the term and hold on, he does play. I understand he plays twenty minutes a night, and and Mark, I am a hundred percent agreeing with Rob here because if those kids are ready, then yeah, you you tell them, hey, 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 Z, like we got we got a job for you within the organization, but just you understand how it works. If you want to go somewhere else, sure. I, we hope you don't. But if he does, he does. He'll be the type of player that comes back, signs a one-day contract, and retires at Bruin. Okay. It is what it is. But if 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 we need that spot filled, then sh- and he can still do it, sure, because he will take a hometown discount to stay. He will. I, but I but nothing once again. Nothing like, over. Nothing over a year. I could see him even taking one mil just for a year, just to. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's like, not going to be a Jerome Ginla that asks for that five million dollar contract when the guy's garbage and fans actually oh, yeah. in Boston actually no, want even, the back. Which even is if he even if he asks for two million, I mean, I'm sorry, two years at three million, I still wouldn't do it. No, no not not, not not with the wave of um, entry level contracts. They're going to come a lot closer than a lot of people think. It, <laughs> that you know. Rebuilding and retooling and on the fly with with a bunch of prospects is gonna sooner or later slap this team in the face when they can't resign everybody. No, I know, but what what we're both saying, Mark, is if if Lozon, if, if any of these kids as, as Zaboro or Lozon are ready, then no Chara, see you later. Yeah. But if not, no, 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 you, I know. you have to be smart. You have to be smart. That's I understand what you're you, saying. The guy, the, guy can eat, the guy can eat 20 minutes, and you can eat 20 minutes on the third pairing because you now have uh, McAvoy, Carlo, and, and, and Krug. No, I get you. You don't have to, not to give him top minutes anymore. What a lot of people say is give him like two or three-year deal. No, that's too much. Exactly. You can't do that. I mean, you have to – sooner or later, you got to get away from him to make room for what you're saying is the insertion of younger talent that's ready to – you know, bust into this league. Not even that. Last time I checked, the guy's 40 years old. I'm sorry. I know. He's old. I know. Plain simple. Plus, there's there's one more thing to add into this. Um, last year at the draft, there was a guy who was meant to go second overall, Jacob Shisharan. Um He dropped to, what was it? 15th? Phoenix. Yeah. Or 16th? Yeah. yeah. Um. There's a guy in this year's draft who is meant to go second overall, uh, Timothy Lilligan. Uh, that guy's draft stock is dropping as well. I've seen someone pick him with Boston's pick. I don't think he'll go that low, but if he does, um, that guy will probably be ready in two years. Hold on. I'm going to make a stupid comment, but we all know Boston's going to pick off the board. Who are we kidding? Regardless whether a good player is available, I don't know. I don't know about that. Oh, uh, I don't with, think with, will. with the draft, this... with, with this draft, and and they're calling it such a weak draft, and I don't, I, I, I don't get into that. But there are. Just... It's not a generational Matt Barzell, draft. That's all I gotta say. Matthew Barzell, we didn't take. Oh my God, it still hurts every time. I, I know, it. I know. And Kyle Connor, in my opinion, I see him at Matt Michigan. Barzell. New York Ranger, uh, uh, come on now. The guy is going to be a stud. I know. Oh, it's so I know hurts every time. Yeah, I but if you is. go back the last 10 years and look at the guys who was, were picked no, in the I first round this, after the Bruins picked, and they could have had an all-star yeah. roster by now. No, but, so. yeah, but this one, this this is the one I'm talking about when we had the four picks, though, Rob. 
yeah. what I'm saying well, is that's when it was painful for me. When you when you didn't need to pick off the board, you could have waited to the next round when you had three more picks and took in this kid. Yeah, but at the same Anyways. time, we don't we don't know what we've got in the guys that we did pick. So I okay. I would rather wait and see. But okay. all all I'm gonna say is I see all good things. There's there's only <laughs> one th- there's only one thing that they need to draft in the first round this year, and that's a sentiment. Again, it's it's the only thing. Yeah, but he's he's right, Mark. If if no, you just I draft centermen and centermen and defensemen every year, just only draft those. Those centermen can eventually play wing. And what well, does everybody need at the trade yeah, deadline? But yeah, but narrow it down to somebody that can play at least the right side once in a while. No, but all, all I'm saying because the right wing is like I'm really saying, thin, real thin. All I'm saying <laughs> is, okay. there is not a single guy <laughs> on the one line in the depth of of Boston that I can see playing top line minutes once Bergeron goes. No, there, there, there just isn't one. That's a hard boot to fill. That's a hard thought to think oh, about. Okay. Well, it really is. Me cry right now. Let's not cry, guys. I know. Yeah, I know. but at the same time, like it just goes to show this oh. season, the guy had a sports hernia, played all year. That has to shorten his career. Stuff like that yep. has to shorten his career. And I but... would rather, I'd rather have the guy drafted and know that we're trying to mold him into a first line center. Then just go. Oh, I can wait another year because <laughs> last year we, last year we took a guy who's projected to be a bottom six center, and we have ten of them. So <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Can I can I say his name again? My Barzel, because um, he he he'd be projected. To be, I'm just just well, saying, yeah. just saying. He's projected well, to be a one can, or two. Do center. you know the best thing about that though? No more Gretzky. Gretzky's not around anymore, so they won't be <laughs> well, drafting exactly the same as they were. Right. But yeah, I, I 100% agree, and, and I also, like, you bring up the Bergeron and how he plays with an injury. Every time he does it, all I think about is all the fans are like, see, Krejci's soft, and then when they, when I can't remember, the oh, Bruins stack guy put it up on Twitter, Krejci's only missed, like, 14 games in the last eight years. He's played more games than even Bergeron. I'm like, yeah, Jesus, people. I know. It's funny. All right. You know what happens uh, when a player plays? He's sorry. Go on. No, go ahead, Court. Speaking of what? No, no, no. Go. You were you were going to segue there. All right. Speaking of crazy, thank you for allowing me this, Court. Jerome McGinley bought a house. Oh no! Come on. Bought a house in Boston. Oh, the fans are going crazy. Oh my god! Yeah. You know what? Is it because he's going to be part of the coaching staff or one of the uh, the, the skating coaches? Well, you know what? You know a, what? Here we go. No, no. Here, and nope. Here we go, Rob. Uh, nope. Not gonna let it happen. Rob, I nope. just called you Rob, so now you got to put a dollar for me. Um, there you go. <laughs> what do you think about this rumor of another coach coming in along with Cassidy? Do you think that out of the blue? I don't want to see him as a player. I think he's done. I don't. I I think that. When he left Calgary, made his choice to go to Pittsburgh, he made it obviously a bad choice. Came to the Bruins where he flourished in a system like the Bruins and then obviously went on to um, Colorado to not do what he did in Boston. I don't care about no, the past. really bad team. Yeah, I don't care about the past. I don't care about his efforts. And I, I just... It's not the right direction that you're preaching. You're preaching youth movement. This is not the right idea to go in the to the um, retirement home 
practical retirement home and get players that I don't think are going to be serviceable. So, no, I don't dive into any of that crap. But I kind of am in the feeling that he might be in a position with Mark Savard for a coaching position. I saw Mark Savard... Um, put his we, name out there himself. Yeah, yeah you know, I there. saw that. And a power play coach. I don't think it's Actually, out of the got, realm of a I bad got, idea that both of these guys have an opportunity to coach, but a player? No. I don't want it. No. 100%. I think the guy is he's, he's buying his house to retire here, and uh, good for him. But uh, do not think that he's going to be skating on the uh, the ice as, as a Bruin, unless it's an alumni game, hopefully. Right. Um, but uh, a shot in the dark here as a coach is Adam Oates as an assistant coach. I'm yeah. Telling you, it it could possibly. He's doing a lot of work out here in the area. He's doing work with the players, even Kevin Miller in the off season. It could happen. Really, he's as, working with Kevin Miller. Yeah, that's how that's who that's who Miller worked with in the summertime last year. Oh, you see that Animals. goal? You see that goal that was so Ovechkin like that he scored? That's probably why. Mm-hmm. That was so sarcastic. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> No, but no, seriously, that goal that he did when he when he really okay. leaned in off of his back foot and looked like a goal scorer, I was oh, impressed. Yeah. I was impressed with the guy. I'm dead serious. I have to give him credit on that one because he definitely, if I was in net, he definitely well, we'll, schooled we'll, me we'll too. Leave the expansion. We'll leave the expansion draft for another show. Nothing will ever beat, though, the fact that... Um... He went into the zone, toe dragged two players in yeah. one. Yeah, right. And then on on Twitter and Facebook, all I saw was Colin Miller, what a move! And I was like, no, that's Kevin. That's <laughs> <really> Kevin. <laughs> but no, that... Colin Miller move would have been losing, losing the puck and then coughing it up and then the other team scoring. That'd yeah. be the Colin move. Colin Miller move. That was. Um, he he had like five straight games where he looked like the best defenseman in the league and then just uh yeah it's crazy but yeah. um it is but yeah we're talking about coaches yeah i i i don't know who who's gonna get the job i know they want a defenseman like an ex-defenseman to do it because there's two forwards uh coaching and only one defenseman so they were talking about that uh the other thing is the one thing that they do need to hire as a coach is another goaltending coach for Providence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great, great point. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. Um, and if you, if you bring in Vladar up to Providence next season, which I kind of guarantee that they are. He's going to need the tutelage. Um, yeah. He needs a goaltending coach that isn't just down there whenever they're in, whenever the Bruins are at home. No. And Bob, Bob. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I've been preaching about this for a while. Um, and actually, a couple of Providence Bruins season ticket holders that pay close attention to that team have expressed to me um, about it. And, and I'm going to say her name as Rhonda LaBush um, and Stephen LaBush and Jenna LaBush. The family have been season ticket holders for years, and they always say that, that, you know, it's, it's just Kevin Dean. It's um, uh, Trent Whitfield. And it's uh, uh, Jay Jay Leach. 
that yeah. are, are doing the coaching and so on, and there's really no goaltending coach down there. So yeah. I and think that's was, important. I've seen a few people talk about. Well. I've seen a few people talk about Jay Leach getting the uh, the vacant job in Boston. Right. Uh, I don't think I don't think that'll happen. To be honest. No. Uh, I definitely don't see that happening. Um, I I think they should keep the the Providence like staff is only just being there this year as that group. Um, so I'd keep them together. All right. What I, about I've just this season they're starting to get they're starting to look like a lot more fun team to watch. To be honest. Yeah. So. I mean, everything. Everything's coming together in the off season, and there's a lot of speculation about next year's team. But are you? I know how you guys feel. I, I, I well, I, at least I have a strong feeling that you're happy that Bruce Cassidy is the full time coach. Yeah. And, mo- and moving forward, yeah. he he's going to work with the younger players very well, and insert them in a manner that is accordance with how the NHL is working these days and operating on a bigger, faster, speed kind of defensive game. Yeah. So I feel the same way. I, I believe that what I saw in the regular season was a definite um, sell. Uh, going 18-8, and eight, you know, I think they adjusted well. But with more time before the playoffs... I think it's going to be very beneficial for them too. Now, here's here's the flip side of that coin. If the players don't do anything and they repeat the same crap that they've done in the beginning of the season for the last two years and miss out on points that they should have early before March and April come around, it now is it on the players? And who do you and who do yeah. you call out? Who do you move? I mean, there's going to be some attractive players' names. Always going to be Bergeron, Krejci, and your, your next fucking top prospect. But dollar, dollar. You're right. Who do you move? Uh, Who do you walk away from well, because it's not working out? Yeah, but you've got five players in the top six forwards that you can't move. That's Marshawn, Bergeron, Bacchus. Krejci, Pasternak. They're untouchables because most of them had no trade clauses. Um, and then you look at the defense core, you've got your two young prospects that you don't want moving in, Carlo and uh, McAvoy. Tory Krug, for me, is unmovable because of the offense that he brings from the back line. You could move Chara, but the fan base are going to be really annoyed if that happens. I don't think you can move him. I don't even think you can move him. I really don't. Yeah. Who's going to take him? Who's going to take him? I guarantee someone would take him for a playoff run if the Bruins were out of it. First off, it's his choice. So you're yeah. going to try and convince a guy right. that has so much roots now in Boston to leave. I don't even think it's point. I, I honestly think it's even a pointless conversation to have with the guy unless the team is not making the playoffs <laughs> like halfway through the season where the worst team in the league. That's the yeah. only way he's going to be willing to move. And Krejci... Yeah. The only way you make him move is publicly humiliate the guy. Plus, I don't, I don't think that'd even work. I think he's. I think everyone everyone thinks that like Bergeron is black and gold because of all the times he gets injured making plays and blah 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 blah. But 
David Krejci is just exactly the same. Like, he's exactly the same player. He blocks shots. He does his job. I think nope. people have got this thought in the head that he doesn't do it, and they never see it happen. Because it's but, that it's that generated, Rob. Yeah, but they at look the at the money time, value. Like, they you... look at his nineteen goals a year, and they freaking complain all the time. That's yeah. not what he gets paid looking... for. He gets paid to if be that slow center at... that dishes the puck mm. off. If you're looking at the number on the back of the shirt while they're playing, you're not seeing what they're doing. Exactly. So, to me, I don't even go, oh, that's Bergeron. Oh, that's this person. Oh, that's that person. I watch the game. If I want to know who did something, I'll watch it back. Right. But stop concentrating on people just to tear them a new one. Like, stop calling out players because... It's not helping anyone. But at the same time, with your question, I just, I don't think you can do anything to this player core other than go young. Because you can't trade anyone because the core has no movement clauses. Um, You can't, the only thing you could do is strip the C off Chara, uh, which would only make the fans happy and I don't think it'd do anything in the locker room. No, nothing. It's, it's just you're stuck like this basically until a few players move on. Mm-hmm. So it's either it works or we're stuck. So well, you can't you you can eventually trade these contracts if if the player agrees to it. Yeah, if you ask them, if you pressure them, like, you, you know, you just don't want to do that. You never you never get value back though, and you end up making other players not want to come to your organization. If you want to start poo-pooing, because they didn't want to put a dollar to the jar, poo-pooing all over players' contracts and treating players with disrespect, then what free agent in their right mind would want to come here? What Anders Bjork would want to come here? Like if If you're worrying about college prospects now, if you start driving players out of town, wow. And a rabid fan base. And I'm sure... I'm glad VZ never came because he wasn't every this god that everybody thought he was going to be. He's going to be he's going to be a decent second line winger, but he's not going to be this first line winger. But he, I can I still believe that he didn't come here because of the way the fans treated Jimmy Hayes. Yeah. Wow. And but uh, one thing I'll give to the Boston Bruins organization: I'm glad they don't listen to the fans. If they listened to the fans, they would have stripped the C off Chara a long time ago and gave it to Bergeron. The smartest thing an organization could ever do is not listen to the fans. <laughs> yeah. Even Sorry, I just to say it. Yeah, seriously. I mean, the I fans... just said about trading for now Yakupov, so don't listen to me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we've also mentioned Patrick Stefan and Alexander Dague, so don't worry. Yeah. We've jumped so. the shark already. So uh, I think I should get to some uh, prospect updates. Uh, the yep. Providence yes, Bruins. After a 76-game season, they went 43-23-6-4, got into the playoffs, and in my opinion, didn't have a chance against the first-round opponent, uh, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton Penguins, but um, they they really turned this series around. Uh, It was a best-of-five series, and they won 3-2. Ton of credit, ton of credit to all the guys on the bench. But two guys that I want to mention that stood out for me because I watched all five games, um, Danton Heinen 
and Jake DeBrusque and uh, Zane McIntyre. Um, unbelievable effort from all three to get the monkey off the back, frankly, because uh, this Wilkes Bass Grant team has been a thorn in the side of the uh, Baby Bees for the last four or five years. Um, they were two years that they made it to the second round, and Wilkes Bass Granton got rid of them both, and it was two years in the first round recently that uh, the two teams, um, the Bruins just couldn't figure out. So it's good to move on. And uh, they're playing the Hershey Bears right now in the second uh, second round. Uh, they won. Um, I don't even have the score. They won 3-1 to one on Friday night. I'm sorry, last night. Yeah, and, and they got like two goals in a matter of seconds? Yeah, uh, there were three goals in the, in the first period. Uh, the first one was an unbelievable breakaway, bar down, gets the baby bees up to one nothing with Austin Zarnick. Um, massive skills. He, I mean, his strides for a little guy were huge just to get away from that, the, uh, the defensive opponent. But uh, what a goal, unbelievable goal. And uh, Jake Tabrask with a shorthander, and uh, Colby Cave with a shorthander. So the special teams uh, really kicked ass last night uh, to get the team that up. That Debrusco was, yeah, it was just. Uh, you, you see, you, you see how he came from the wing, went down yeah. below the goal line, and came out and just went through everybody and just faked the goaltender out to go around the guy and put it top shelf. Unbelievable goal. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and there's another kid. There's another yeah. kid whose father is Canadian. He played NHL in the U.S. And now he's an, he's, he's an American hockey player. Sorry, I just have yeah. to say it. There's so many of them. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> right. And then uh, and then the celebration by Colby Cave. I know. Uh, that was what awesome. What he scored is was that re- I think that pumped up the Bruins for the, uh, for the second and third period. That was a – it was good to see. Um, game two is tonight uh, at 5 p.m., at the uh, Giant Center in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Game three is Thursday, May 11th uh, at the Dunk. Game four is Friday, May 12th at 7.05 at the Dunk. Uh, If necessary, games uh, five. Sorry, Best best name in the AHL for a ring, by the way. What's that? The Dunk. That's the best. That's the best name. I know, right? Dunkin' Donuts Center. For a ring. Um, But the name of the Dunk is so good. (laughs) If, if necessary, Games 5 is Sunday, May 14th at 3.05 with the dunk. Uh, game 6 is Tuesday, May 16th at 7 o'clock in Hershey. And Game 7 is Wednesday, May 17th at 7 in Hershey. So the, the AHL-NHL schedule and is so freaking weird because you got uh, two or three games at home and then you spend the... It's not one. It's not a traditional seven-game series like it used to in the NHL. Yeah. Um, honorable mentions, uh, like I said, is Danton Heinen. Uh, he's got six points in six playoff games. Jake DeBrusque is four, one, and five in six playoff games, and uh, Zane McIntyre in six games played is four and two, with a two point one three goals against average and a point nine three nine save percentage. So they're definitely riding him. I'd be curious to see if he's going to start in a half an hour, but I do believe he will because um, we all know Malcolm Subban hasn't been himself since the uh, Larynx injury. Yeah. 
Uh, Quebec Major League. I thought you were going to say he hasn't, hasn't been himself since he got drafted. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, I wasn't going that far, but. <laughs> Uh, the Quebec Major <laughs> Junior Hockey League playoffs. Jakos Borrell, the St. John's Z Dog, is the only prospect alive in the playoffs besides pro hockey. Uh, the first round series sweep of Ramuski, the second round series sweep of Valdor, and the third round four to two series win over Chikou to me. Uh, have the season. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> um,. <laughs> Uh, the Sea Dogs have a two to nothing President Cup series lead over Blainville Armada. You ever, did you notice I didn't put the uh, middle name in there? Because I can't mm-hmm. say it. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I, so, am I, um, Mark, I'm French and I have a hard I, time. No, I know, I know. I have a hard enough time with, with where Jeremy Lawson plays and the uh, ruined Miranda the Husky. So. Actually, the very first time I ever heard you say that on a podcast, I was like, very impressive. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool, uh, man. Like, wow. I thought for sure I was at the gym actually listening to the podcast, and I was like, he is going to annihilate this. I can't <laughs> wait for this. <laughs> uh, I appreciate the kind words, though. <laughs> there you go. That's all right. All right. So, uh, Jakobus Borrell has zero points in the final series, but overall has three goals, four assists, seven points in 14 games throughout the uh, 2017 Q. MJHL playoffs, and that is the prospect profile or update. Man, so much easier without the NCAA college. Ah, uh, so this is our um, season-ending podcast. Um, we're gonna start going on to a limited schedule. Um, I'm going to start playing a little more golf and learning more about the podcast stuff and website stuff. So um, if anybody wants to donate or anything, please go to patreon.com slash black and gold hockey podcast and donate at least a dollar per every episode. Or um, if you can't do a, a strict financial thing, uh, please go to amazon.com and uh, click on our banner to the right of the screen if you're shopping on Amazon. And we're yeah, also... You're, on our you're always on our shopping way. on there. Yeah, I am. Also go to um, the Fanatics uh, banner on the website, uh, blackandgoldhockeyblog.com, and shop there for all your uh, sports apparel needs. We are now an affiliate partner with those guys, so... We get a very and they go through our web page, right? Yep, yep. Uh, yes. When you go through the web page at blackandgoldhockeyblog.com, um, just click on the banner and shop away, and we get a nice little commission from every sale that doesn't cost anybody anything. That includes Amazon, so it's just a Except great. Except your soul. <laughs> yeah, it's just a great way to um, try to uh, eliminate some of the costs of the podcast because. Um, the podcast is like the podcast side of it is like 200 bucks and the website is about 300 bucks. So we just want to try to break even, uh, giving you guys this cool content. Um, so anything you guys can do, you guys have been awesome. Um, definitely some thank yous have to go out to, um, 
a lot of different areas. We have a ton of listeners, man. Um, Boston, Mass, Lynchburg, Virginia, Seattle, Washington, Halifax, Canada, London, UK, San Jose, California, Calgary, Atlanta, uh, Calgary, Alberta. Alberta. Yeah, thanks. Canadian guy. Uh, Finland, Switzerland, yeah. Australian, Australia, Japan, Germany, Sweden. Um, constant listeners like Hollis from Alabama. Uh, Darius from the Maritimes in Canada. Frank from Illinois. Heather and Ainsbury and Jeremy from Newport. You guys want to say any thank yous? Here's your time. I did. Didn't uh, didn't Steve just? Uh, yep. Steve Morgan. Yep. Steve Morgan and Frank Dowdy, uh, good friends of the show, uh, constant people that talk hockey with us, um, donated a very nice amount to our, our our project to help cut the cost. So that was via PayPal. You can also do that. So. Uh, and then we have a, uh, we have our friends from our our, uh, our Facebook group, uh, Darren and Curtis, that uh, haven't given us any money, but uh, they are faithful listeners. Yeah. But don't worry, we'll find you and get that money. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, um, handsome, handsome brothers style. Definitely, if anybody wants to contribute more, at, reach out to us. I'm at Black and Gold two seven seven. Rob's at Rob Forty Bruins. Court's at Court Lalonde. And you can follow the uh, podcast uh, Twitter account, Black, the letter N, Gold, Pod, um, or anything. And we're here all summer, man. We're going to talk hockey, but... Um, can I just thank a couple of people as well? You can do whatever uh, you want, I, brother. This is the opportunity. I just forgot. Uh, also, the guys who've been on as guests over the years. Oh, yeah. Uh, got... We've had Darren Gill. Yes. Got uh, it. Shout out to get Darren. No, uh, no. We've, Joe Gill. Joe, Joe Gill. Gill, sorry, that's my fault. Um, we've had Brandon Shea Cohen. <laughs> yeah, we have... don't worry, Joe's on, his, Joe's on his big bike right now. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Joe, my bad. He's he's gonna have a rant about this. Or, or, oh, yeah. or he's having a Star Wars. He's he's having a Star Wars marathon. Oh, you have know to do how it. Mark. Oh, Mark, you have Mark to do loves it. Star Wars, by the way. Hate Star Wars. Mark loves Star Wars. Yeah, thanks. and then we had uh, Spencer on a few weeks ago. We had Spencer on. We had uh, uh, Andrew, Andrew Thompson. Andrew Thompson as well. Yeah. Yeah. We've Great had uh, Rhonda McClure uh, and, and uh, Braden Sherry Cohen, who's now part of the Hockey Writers. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations, Brandon. Uh, please and, uh, follow uh, him. He's a friend of the show. Congratulations to our our intern. Oh yes. Was, I'm no longer an intern. Yeah. Who was a guest, but turned into a full time member of the show. Yes, actually, someone asked, asked uh, Mark and us on, online on how we all met and how, if we've ever met. Oh, my the God, who got the questions? Ever. Yeah, oh. I, that's why I brought them up. Because I remember you. them all. Yeah. So we actually have never met at all. No, no, I, I, and I don't think Mark, Mark and Rob have never met at well. All right, no. here's, here's the question. Um, Frank from Illinois, uh, great listener, good friend. Uh, I was wondering how the three of you came together to fall on the podcast and is a kick-ass, I might add, uh, with Robin England and y'all. Well, how'd you guys all meet? Yeah. So, <laughs> Frank. So you guys went first, obviously. I met Rob on, I believe it was a, I want to say Facebook it was a, group. Yeah, it was a Facebook group. Yeah. I'm not going to say the name, but 
just thought that he was very knowledgeable enough that I, you know, sent out a friend request and pretty much started Aww. talking. Hey, I'm just answering the question, man. I'm not. There's no love involved. Uh, but no, no. But just just thought that you know he was cool enough to send out a friend request and then got to talk more and get involved in knowing how he thinks and and where he's thinking oh, from. Mine's gone down. Where he's thinking from because England's not a very popular area for Bruins hockey, so. Uh, it was just intriguing to know him, so that's how we we got together. And in in turn, when I first started the podcast with another person, and it didn't work out after several episodes, um, Rob was a an easy. Okay, we lost Rob. We, we lost, yeah, but he was okay. an easy ass to get involved into the show. So, um, in court, I uh, same thing. I met him in a Facebook group. And Actually, I tweeted you first. Oh, did you tweet me first? I tweeted you first. All right. You asked a question, I answered it, and then you said it on the podcast, and then we connected on Facebook. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, the, so the one time anyone's about to speak nice about me, and <laughs> Sky yes, cuts yes, me yes. Drop call. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, I bet you guys hung me up. You were like that. Well, uh, Rob was a really nice dude. Gone. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We love you, brother. We like Curry. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's how that's how I came in too. Facebook. All right, so uh, Jeremy from the Report Mass asks, "What do you guys think about changing the uh, playoff overtime rules, as in skaters? Um, how about five? No. Wait a minute. Let me finish the question. <laughs> how about five on five for the first overtime, four on four for the second? Three on three no. for the third. Let me finish no. the question. And no, at, I can't. And then three on three to end. No. Okay. I just think it caused too many injuries. I think five on five is the best way of keeping it. I also uh, think it's 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 not even the injuries. It's the it's this it's it's the game. Come on now. It's the playoffs. It's let's well, solve it with a three on three. I'm gonna take a different angle on this one. Okay. I'm I hope you guys sure don't mind. But. What about time? Maybe the NHL isn't. I mean, you every consumer of hockey and an addict of this game knows that time is money. But how much time? Do you really want to show uh, a game at two o'clock when the Churchill Downs Kentucky Derby is at six o'clock? Do you want to fight with that time? And that's that's what angle I'm care. trying to go. Why don't we? It's a, it's a, like, it, okay, go if around. you get if you get to second overtime, there's two pucks, and then third overtime. <laughs> is three all right, all right. Yeah. Now it's getting that's ridiculous. It. Instead of going to overtime, you go to multi puck, and then <laughs> just keep just keeps adding up. And at one moment, you just you just skating on puck after a while. There's that many pucks out there. All right, Jeremy. Jeremy, I hope we answered your question. Sorry, man. We already know that Patrick Kane would be the best at that. Oh yeah, because he never hits any pucks with a pile of them on the ice. He never hits anything. Yeah. All right. Uh, Last question from uh, a Patreon, Uh, Hollis from Alabama. Thank you for your donation, Hollis. Um, If the salary cap were not an issue, what player 
NHL or worldwide would you add to the Bruins and why? Ooh. Yeah, I know. Ooh. I know. This is okay. a good one. Okay, is the person is the person a free agent or can I just pick any player? Uh, no specifications. I know Hollis is a good guy and he tried to keep it under 180 to 200 characters for time. But mm-hmm. Dan, this is a good one. A very this good might guy. take a little time. <laughs> can I go first? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Eric Carlson. Who? Eric Carlson. Ottawa Senators. Eric, Eric Carlson. Did you really want to say his name? Like, wow. Should we? Should we? Like, get on a flight and smack you upside the head? Dude, that dude is a great defenseman. In a team, in a Bruins team that is is striving for the best defenseman in the league. Yeah. He could have said Carey okay. Price, so that could. Exist. I don't want to. Do, I don't think it's goaltending. I don't think it's goaltending. If I can have anybody I want, then Jesus, I'm not. I'm not going to be stupid. Give me Sidney Crosby. I don't care. Put him on the team. Ooh. Um, I have a line across Alexander Bergeron. There we go. <laughs> Pretty sure Team Canada. Team Canada, you know, kind of won a lot of games on the line. Oh. Olympic gold medals. Are you tripping me now? Are you tripping me now? Juniors, you know, you can keep your world juniors. We'll keep taking our Olympic gold medals and our our, our world championships. See, and Rob, season uh, ending, have, season ending, and the new guys tripping me. Best Canadian world juniors are already in the league. Because oh. Mitch Marner and Mike David. This oh. is the Canada podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm from the United States, brother. I know. No, he, uh, made comment, he made a comment on Facebook, Rob, and I couldn't let it go. And he he no, never he never got back after I dropped my line. So I just No, I wasn't was gonna like, go man. there with you. I wasn't gonna go there with you. I had my moment uh, with that guy that I was talking to and then you jumped in on it. You so. did. Yeah. yeah, the World Juniors was just not a good. You, you were definitely the third man in. Girlfriend. You would have gotten penalized for that shit. If I could, have, <laughs> if I could have one player on the Bruins roster, and I could pay him as much money as I wanted to get him on here, um, hmm, Mark Savard, and I wouldn't even skate him, but I'd pay him a hell of a lot of money for what happened to him. So, yeah. so he's on the Phoenix Coyotes. I don't. I don't care. I'd give him more. <laughs> that guy. Oh, is he, a very nice guy. Yeah, that guy is one of the best around. Um, yeah, I wish that guy was still playing for us right now. But bad things happen. He, coincidentally, yeah. Rob, he will be the next person that I add to my hockey hall of fame in my basement. I just got to get it framed. Yep. Did you Good. meet him while he was in Ottawa? While you were in Ottawa? Oh, I bought it before. I just hadn't got it framed yet. Nice. How was that trip, by the way? It was a good trip. It was funny that you can walk up to a box office and just buy a ticket. Behind enemy what an lines. Embarrassment. Yeah, right. What an embarrassment, the fact that they walk up. Game time, buy a ticket. Why is that? That's pretty bad. Is it, is it a political thing that there's so many tickets like that? that they... I'm hearing from different podcasts I listen to that some of it's because of it's such a government stricken area that they can't do any like charitable things with the tickets. No, no, it's 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 from what I got told while I was down there by a lot of the fans. Um, they're having problems with the payment system for a lot of government workers. So a lot of people in the in this in the city of Ottawa and the city of Canada, where the rink is, they're government workers, uh, and there's a error going on that a lot of people aren't getting paid. Um, and they're having to hold their paychecks and so on and so forth. There's a whole 
screw up going on with their payment system. So people just oh. can't afford to go to the games right now because they'd rather buy groceries. Okay, so it's just a free thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I know, I know a, it happens a lot of... uh, LA. I know not in the playoffs, but LA during the regular season, a lot of people walk straight up to there and buy tickets for the games, which is a kind of a strange thing, seeing LA have been such a good team. But, right. Yeah. I mean, you can go to Florida, you can buy yourself a section at game <laughs> time. Never mind about a seat. <laughs> I mean, I, I could, actually kick, I could kick their GM off his chair if I paid enough money. I reckon they'd let me. Now, so, listen to this. Even better. I've been to Florida. You can go there and buy the ticket from the scalper cheaper than you can buy it from the box office and get a better seat. Yeah. yeah. That's where I'm going, Rob. We should get together. Seriously. Because if we go to freaking Florida, to Miami, the BB&T Center, I can literally buy your ticket, a round-trip ticket, from you to go back and forth to London or England, and still marry out England, and, but couldn't do that at TD Garden. It would cost me over a thousand dollars. Wow. Well, I'm not gonna lie, boys. If if Rob makes the trip down and I'm I'm gonna come up there next year, you won't have to pay for a ticket to go to the game at the Garden. I can get those for free for us. That's right. That is awesome. You just gotta get there. <laughs> I will. How long do you think it takes to swim? <laughs> oh my god oh, I just had the worst thought in my head but I'm not going to say it that's terrible it's going to happen alright so yeah, here, here's a way to get Rob to the United States to see everyone's game and hang out with some really cool former players please if you shop on Amazon please go to blackandgoldhockeyblog.com and just make a purchase no extra charge we get a commission, and also go to fanatics.com. Use our link for both on our website. Please get Rob to the United States. Did it work? And I will, I will thank you all. Yeah. I'll somehow get on the ice with a big banner and run across. I won't do it naked. That's not happening. But <laughs> it'd I've be seen, really. I've seen not an English soccer game, streakers. people. <laughs> It'd be really tough from the ninth floor. You'd be you'd be flying on that ice from the ninth floor. You'd have to jump down. I'd be aggressive. Oh, that's that's how you do it though. That's how you get it done. That's yeah, how was English... There's creativity points. There's creativity points in this man. <laughs> I'm sure if we can do it in England, we'll be able to do it. It's fine. We'll we'll get yeah. it done. Straight right. on TD Garden. Nice. All right, boys. <laughs> Listen, I got to cut this off because I want to uh, edit. Yeah, longest ed- podcast ever. I know it. I got to edit this and um, go watch the Providence Bruins beat some Hershey Bears ass. So um, yeah. thank you very much, gentlemen, for an awesome season. Thank you, everybody, all the listeners, patrons, um, PayPal people that have just reached out and sent us donations. Thank you so much. Keep them coming. We still want to cut the cost of the podcast and website, so... Please don't stop thinking about us, but thank you so much for all. We have had over 16,000 listeners. We just hit 50,000 listen, um, web content hits, so keep them coming. Love you guys. Thank you very much, we're, guys. We're a month away from the draft special. So. Yep. And we, we are going to come back. We're just going to take a little break. Um, we are making some big improvements to the show. 
We're going to be adding a lot of audio, um, more guests, and abilities for them to call in. So I just need a little time to create everything and make it happen. But I guarantee the 2017-18 Bruins season and AHL and all the prospects season is going to be one special one that's going to uh, move us into a, a different class of um, Boston sports. <laughs> we lost talk. Rob again. Well, anyway, we <laughs> love you all, and uh, thank you very much. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please join us next week for another discussion of Bruins hockey-related material.